0: Hello, bonjour, and welcome to the Don't Waste Water Podcast. I'm your host, Antoine Valter, and I'm still summarizing for you one year's worth of incredible water insights from the 52 experts that appeared on this microphone in 2021. Today's topic is, in my humble opinion, one of the hottest prospects in the water industry for the decade to come and its distributed treatments. Why is it so important? Because as Alexander Lukopoulos explains, Not every infrastructure project is... A bridge, a multi billion dollar project that's even more relevant in water is that infrastructure could be small uh, and can start small and can start grassroots. So, actually, while most regions, countries, cities, or communities in the world will have to do something about their water infrastructure in the coming years, there's no obligation to keep doing what we've always done. Indeed, the centralized approach made a lot of sense when you physically had to be present at all times of the day or the night to run it. But with process automation and digitization, the playground evolved, which is an opportunity to get more value for money, as Gilad Yogev points.
1: What decentralized treatment does is it segments out that treatment concept instead of putting a lot of money into infrastructure which is usually in lack, right, in those countries, instead of putting tons of money down on infrastructure, laying money basically in the ground, right, in terms of piping and pumping stations, it's sometimes two-thirds of the CAPEX. What decentralized treatment does is it segments out that treatment strategy and allows you to have small plants where they're needed without a lot of infrastructure in the ground with very low operational costs because you aren't putting tons of money into pumping stations and collection systems. The other side of it is that you can reuse the water on a local scale much more easily than you would have done with a centralized treatment plant.
0: Let's compare the two paradigms. In the traditional centralized approach, a wealth of pipes, pumping stations and storage tanks convey your wastewater from its point of creation, be it your home or your industrial site, to its point of treatment. Once all that role is covered, you usually only have a couple of meters more to do to discharge the treated effluent to a close-by river. And if you were to reuse that water instead, you would have to create a gigantic new infrastructure to convey water all the way back. So it usually is a no-brainer and you simply forget about reuse. But if instead the loop gets much shorter and wastewater only travels a short way before getting treated, you now have a valuable resource much closer to where it could be useful. Hence, as Aaron Tartakovsky rightfully points, My vision is to make sure that we can have water created where it's needed, versus needing to move it where we need it. To understand this new paradigm, let's imagine two curves. The first one describes the value of your treated wastewater output. The farthest you are from its potential point of use, the lowest its value gets. So it's basically a decreasing straight curve. Our second curve depicts the efficiency of a treatment unit. That one starts very low as there is a fixed minimum set of equipment you need to run it in an automated fashion. And it grows with scale as there is a scale effect with treatments that makes very large plants more effective than small ones. What we are looking for is the point where both curves cross because what that gives us is the optimal scale and placement of our future infrastructure. As Alexander Lukopoulos summarizes. You just need to figure out the right way of creating more of a distributed type of of approach or what I'm talking about is scalable, right? You need to get to some sort of scale which becomes even more efficient for everybody. Now that we have a more efficient approach to wastewater treatment, the next question is what do we use this water for? If you remember our deep dive on water reuse, there are actually three types of reuse. Direct potable reuse, indirect potable reuse and all the shades of grey from house appliances to agricultural reclamation through industrial applications. If you need a refresher there, the link to that deep dive is in the description. Graham Pierce underlines how one of these options will see a dramatic boom in the coming years.
2: Indirect potable reuse will become absolutely the norm and I would be 100% confident that that's a much better security and safety for our water supply than the status quo at the moment. The
0: understanding key Graham adds here is that these distributed short loops actually won't erase the status quo but rather complement it and upgrade it as Aaron Tartakovsky summarizes. If you want to make sure that your city is going to have a fully recycled water capability in the next 5, 10, 15 years, it's going to be very tough to do that at at only the centralized level but if you leverage distributed or decentralized as well, we're gonna help you get to those targets a lot more quickly. So we very much see it as a symbiotic relationship, us with the utilities. So we've defined the ideal scale of this future distributed infrastructure and pointed at a couple of possible applications. The next question is, what's the best treatment technology to deliver efficiently at that scale? Here again, Graham Pierce has a suggestion.
2: You can't basically have conventional treatment at very small scale or it's extremely difficult to set it up. So that's what conventional treatment is like. Membrane bioreactors are the completely opposite end of the scalability spectrum that you can have the tiniest MBR and it can be absolutely fine and be very reliable or you could have a large MBR, but that is basically just a combination of all those small MBRs if you need that additional quality in a more distributed sense. I think that uh, would be very attractive and would be a good solution to reuse issues in the future.
0: There are for sure other technologies well suited to distributed approaches and if you have suggestions, please contact me on LinkedIn, I'd like to dive a bit deeper into that vertical in 2022. But one thing's for sure. This new approach will come with new business models and financing approaches. And that offers me a smooth transition because what a finance will actually be our next deep dive. Did you like this short summary on distributed treatments? Then tell it to your friends and colleagues and share that episode. I'm sure you know that special person that needs to hear about it and will thank you for sharing. Then, if you'd like to further explore the topic, listen to my food interviews with the four experts featured in this synthesis. All the links are in the description. Finally, if you haven't done it yet, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform so that you don't miss the next leg in our journey about water finance I just teased you. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.